Hello and welcome to the Pants Party. Harrison Star here, HD underscore Star on Twitter, joined as always by Ben Ross, Harmon Chillabrew, Renboss23, and a man who did not like Kirk Ferentz's answer today in a uh, the press conference. Is that it? That's the introduction. That's the introduction. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to say, that's not, as always, there was one time you had Nick on here instead of me to talk about basketball. So, already. I mean, you're right. You're starting right. I exaggerated off, always. Starting off with a lie. Um, but you did tell the <laughs> truth. That truth was that, um, you know, Kirk Ferentz is a, you know, gave an answer that I might have expected to come out of the mouth of a steaming pile of shit. And I'm not saying that that's, you know, what he is, but that this was not his proudest moment. I think the the kindest view I saw on Twitter was almost certainly John Miller's, where he was like, not the best choice of words. And then it, there was a spectrum. I saw some Kirk defenders who I could love the fire. It's like, okay, that's I did that's it. one. I spent time searching for Kirk defenders, and there was only one. And it just so happened that he also brought up Doyle in his <laughs> in his defense of Kirk. So um, maybe you spent a little bit more time. Maybe you were looking on. You know, there are multiple media members. There's so many um, posted it. I think it was, I, I spent down. I went down the iColt rabbit hole and then the Spencer Hall rabbit hole who had posted it. Um, but I, I didn't, you know, I, I can only really think of one um, defender and it wasn't really worth my time to remind him that Kirk isn't going to uh, sleep with him. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, the, the critical mass, I think, is, like, finally there. Like, I, I think it, it's just past the point of no return. And... To me, I think it only could have happened in a season where Iowa played Ohio State because Ohio State, as a fan base, as a media conglomerate, they understand what it takes to frickin' win and what it looks like to try and win. And very clearly, Iowa is not trying to win and it and it's further exacerbated by the fact that I haven't seen a take that has disparaged Iowa's defense despite giving up fifty four points. In fact, most people have said that defense is even better than they thought because they held a team that scored touchdowns in thirty out of the last thirty eight possessions to one touchdown in their first ten possessions, and that's why it is such a stark contrast in terms of Iowa's offense headed by Brain Ferentz. Got to bring it back, I think, and and it, and it's just wild. Like I mean, I mean, I think that Les Lesmarius, I think is how you pronounce it. It was totally fair. It was the line of questioning he had was in pocket. Like it just is so what Kirk Ferentz is not used to that it sat with him for four days, four days, and man, just. Kind of wild to see a man sort of unravel. You made a great point about the media that I wanted to write down, too. It's like, people don't realize Ohio has 
I think the sixth largest population in the United States, around 13 or 14 million people. Like it, you know, I mean, that state decides presidential elections through all of its electoral votes. Um, and people don't really talk about it the way that because it's New York and California are like the sexy big states and Ohio is in the middle. Uh, but yeah, it does have, you know, Columbus is a town of over a million people. It's It has the, and then you've got Cleveland and Cincinnati and, you know, greater Ohio. It has the infrastructure where I've been in that press box and it's the size, you know, there's, it's the biggest press box I've ever been in my entire life. Um, there's hundreds of reporters in there um, across, you know, the newspaper still sends four or five writers, you know, the... I think it's uh, the Cleveland Plain Dealer is the main one there, and then the Columbus Journal. Um, and I remember, you know, seeing next to uh, a guy uh, for the Toledo Blade, I think, and he's just—I yeah. can't remember his name—just but the you know the nicest guy. And being there, it, w- it was like being at a Big Ten Media Day situation um, when I covered the game in 2014 uh, there, and then. <sighs> Just uh, I, I think, you know, biggest benefit of the doubt you talked about is have to think like Kirk was trying to maybe be serious when he said, uh, I'm glad I'm not that guy. I think maybe trying to say like, you know, reporting, being a journalist is a hard job, but I don't think that's what he was thinking, what he felt deep in his loins. No, I mean, I think there are like a thousand, like, it's funny to to read it, to to see people's takes to it because I see like a new hilarious spin on it every single time. Like the the first one that I thought was funny that I didn't catch right away is in the first part of his question he praises his his players being classy and then like just a total pot shot. Like and, and I think Lesmer Les oh my god Lesmeris I think it's Le, whatever the maze or something. Oh we, we got a, yeah. a uh, a silent Lemaire. I think it's Lemaire. Lemaire would make the most sense. Um, okay, okay. Lumiere. That, that's what we'll call him, just because we can't pronounce his last name. But he had the fairest, like, response. He was like, hey, you know, I, I read a critical piece. Took the high road. Guy. Never, couldn't because, believe he took the high, way better person than me. Never, ever would I have taken the high road in that situation. Truly, truly such grace and such class. To be like, yeah, I, I know. deserve every bit of criticism. When I when you dish out criticism, you deserve it back. It, it, it was total high road. The total right thing to do because just simply spreading the the angle that Kirk has is just so wrong. And like, I get it. Like, there are ways he could have framed it differently in, in terms of like. You know, my life is pretty good. We're going through a bad season, and we're going to do everything we can to to flip it. But at the end of the day, you know, there are people out there grinding for jobs, and I don't have to do that. Like, there, there, that's certainly the most apologetic view on it. But man, just it, it was so out of left field. It's like he was thinking about it for the last four days. He thought about it on the plane ride home. He's like, "Oh, I know exactly what I'm going to say." He said exactly what he was going to say, and. I think he was expecting some laughter, right? Some some laughter back, at least kind of watching the video. And I think everyone was just like blown away because it was a question by Kennington. Really good one about like, how do you kind of, are you seeing student 
leadership kind of manifest like like you kind of were hoping in the post game and man it just i it's it's the beginning and the end and i think bringing it back to the things that's funniest and, and why it's hard to take an apologetic viewpoint is for him to refer to a line of questioning as an interrogation like he's above reproach so everything that he says after that is guided by his initial consternation uh for <laughs> for how that played out on saturday because it it, it wasn't pretty and like he you know he he acted like you've never been here i've never seen you before and um, I answered these questions last week. I don't want to answer them again. The most cynical thing, too, and I think th- this is true, but also I-, I don't want to think it is. Like Kirk only says what he said, and when he when he's in a zone of total and complete comfort, and that's around the Iowa media. And I have I I have not appalled. I've defended them. I think yeah, every opportunity I've had. they've been good this year. They've been great. You know, Leicester Cow, who I do think kind of ever since Rick Brown retired, has been the biggest water carrier for Iowa's teams. Um, certainly has done his part. I think I, I don't want to go down the list of reporters and say what I think about them. But I do think that Kirk doesn't say what he said if he doesn't feel like he's in a room with a bunch of his buddies. And yes. And I mean, and in some ways he is, because what? Scott's been on the beat for, he's been on the beat for four different decades, right? He said that, Chad, I don't know how long. Oh, I guess he would have. Yeah. He's been around forever, yeah. yeah. Chad, I don't like know how long. Guy. I don't know how long Chad has been around there for. Kenny's new. Um, Steppy's new. Hloss, yeah, I guess Hloss would be, be the other um, grizzled old guy. Um, Batterson, too, but... And Bowen Camp, of course, but it's just too. He's gotten to. It's a micro. I think it paints a larger picture about how comfortable yeah. Kirk is in his position as he should be. He's been there for longer than I've been alive. And that's not quite true, I guess. Um, but ba- I mean. Basically. Ba- more or less, yeah. And I mean, he's the only Iowa coach I remember, and I'm 32 years old. Like, I mean, I remember Hayden Fry and, and some very specific things, but, like, Kirk is the shadow that is cast upon this generation of Iowa fans, and I'd even go up to, like, my dad in some respect. But total, he's he felt totally comfortable to say that, and just wild like that that's kind of what what i get back he just totally forgot he was talking to reporters where do you think we um we're recording this shortly thereafter he made the comments do you think we see some type of half apology half issuance of not i i guess clarification would be how Steve Rowe and the greater Iowa football industrial complex would frame it. How do you clarify it? Like, I thought that guy was a prick, not you guys. Like, I mean, <laughs> what's there to clarify? Like, I, I, I saw um, one tweet, and it was shared by Eichel, and he's like, what's wrong with just admitting? 
like that everything is wrong, that you're doing everything that you can to try and fix it, that of course I'm not going to fire my son, yada, 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 just like admit to it all. Is he just too proud? Is he too stubborn? Is he too arrogant? Is it, I mean, are those three of the same words that I just came up with? Like, uh, to me, I think it, it, it ultimately comes down to the, the fact that it has never been like this before. And I was trying to think that there's always some crash down to earth after a really good Iowa football season. But those teams still found a way. And and by found a way, I mean found a way enough times. They would still get to eight wins. Eight wins isn't happening this year. Um, that's kind of just been like the high watermark. And, and not high watermark... Um, benchmark i don't know what the word i'm looking for is yeah benchmark yeah and this team isn't getting that there, there's just no way there's eight wins on the schedule and at least i don't think so and the the biggest i think the shakespearean tra- tragedy part of it all is it would be so easy under any other circumstance to even if brian was like the offensive line coach you know to hand off the reins, but like, I'm retiring. This is Brian's job now. But since you put Brian into a position of failure, you can't just you you closed your you got rid of your golden parachute, right? Which is crazy to say. He doesn't have a golden. He doesn't need a gold. His golden parachute is a forty-two million dollar buyout. <laughs> but <laughs> it, he's gonna like life is gonna be hell for the remainder for as long as he remains to be Iowa's football coach. That's a great point. And I think the the other thing that differentiates Kirk from Hayden is Hayden just kind of went off to pasture. Like, and I don't mean that like bios didn't exist to- in 1990 either. Whenever, when was Hayden's last year? Yeah, 98. So, like, he he went out to Nevada and just lived his life the best life he could for the next. Was there sickness? Was was Hayden sick at all when he he had left? Yeah, he had cancer that final year or two. Um, and the the thing about Kirk is he is he really is a part of the fabric of Iowa City. And may, maybe that's an exaggeration in some respect. He doesn't live in Iowa City. I mean, he's going to get a statue. Uh, non-HOA. He's getting a statue. Yeah. It's a statue. Game. Yeah. But it is just souring. And, like, I, I'm trying to... Cut off. I can't am, hear you. I, he's just souring in such a way that I... It feels different than even some of the Bowden or Paterno, or anything else in the sense. But Paterno's its own separate story, so obviously not going to go there. But it feels so different because Kirk Ferentz hasn't necessarily gotten to the highs of some of these really, really long-standing coaches that it just... He's just kind of been around. I've referred to him as like the Cal Ripken of college football coaching in that he's just kind of stuck around long enough, done his job well enough, showed up every day, 
and um, I've been vamping because uh, Ben's earbuds went out, it, it would appear, but um, it, it just feels kind of sad that it's just ending this way, but it's also what I asked for. I asked for this to be utterly crazy. I said I was more excited for the Palace Intrigue than the actual football this season. And the Palace Intrigue is what I've gotten. Can I hear you? Can you hear me, Ben? Hold on. Can you hear me? I can't, I can't hear you, yeah. Okay. My headphones just decide to die, even though they're at 99% charge. Um, so I missed everything that you said. Uh, that nice. Uh, I, I was just vamping. Okay. Um. Oh, now we're, oh, now we're getting feedback. That's delightful. Yeah, because my, my headphones are gone. Now I'm just yelling into my microphone. So, so um, one more time. Vamp again. Basically, what I was saying is just it's just so sad that it's ended like this. Uh, it, it because I expected some weird stuff to happen. Them to be decent enough but not up to the expectations but man it's just so bad so bad and our podcast is indicative of the Iowa football team at this juncture we have one half of it working you know (laughs) can you hear me Ben yeah I can hear you I'm trying to get my headphones to work because I don't know. Oh, I think we're back. Um, we say something. Hello. Hello. Okay. That it says you're muted, but I can hear you. It's strange. Um. Yeah. I mean, it is sad. I don't. Sorry. I I can't participate in the past four minutes of conversation. But I. I mean, obviously, I think we share. We agree most of the time, and this is another another time where, um, obviously. I think we're on the same page. So, where where do we go f- from here, Ben? My headphones are back. I guess. Um, not th- okay, that changes so, anything. All right, all right. <laughs> it makes it easier. Yeah. It makes it easier. Um, so, like, do we, do we want to talk about the football game at all? Like, is there anything to be gathered from it? No, first, can you, it says you're muted. Can you, like, unmute, because I'm afraid that your part isn't recording now. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's just a sh- showing up. Okay, then we're fine. Um, anything I can take away from the football game? Um, on, I mean, honestly, no, because what? Ohio State had scoring drives of, what, 23 yards, 38 yards, 31 yards, and, like, two yards, right? Um, couldn't score 55, unlike another team from 2017. Not, no, I mean, it sucked. It's... You get to, like, very first play of the game for Iowa. They get the ball like you wanted. And what happens, Harrison? Exactly they, what I wanted. They throw an interception. The dumbest play of all time. You had two fucking weeks to come up with something. And that offensive line issues still abound. I mean, honestly, Alex Padilla looked as good as you. I don't know, actually. With the f- he threw a f- His fumble and interception were both pretty bad, but... You know, you got to see some playmaking. Uh, playmaking ability isn't even escapability, I guess, with his legs is the word I'd use. 
Um, and that was true. It, I, I don't know, man. Like, the most frustrating thing is, like, I would go because I was tweeting, and then, and I can't pick this up. So, and I, and honestly, I didn't care enough to, like, rewind plays, but, like, Time after time would be Chris Hassel or Hawkeye Game Film or somebody else saying Arlen Bruce is wide open down the middle when it was a check down to a blanketed Sam Laporta or a Brody Brecht, you know, had beat his guy um, in one-on-one. And again, it was a check down to Luke Lachey. And that just seemed like the whole game. Couldn't, I don't even know how many, what our running, how many, what our rushing yard totals were, like, I, I did turn off the game before it ended. You know, I just I tuned Take back out your Saturday. Oh, yeah, I took it back. I went and got fucked up somewhere. I watched Oklahoma State, Texas, and that was awesome. Though, like, that, like it's a different sport. You know, the Big Twelve. It's the most fun conference this year, um, and that's and Texas and Oklahoma aren't at the top of it. Uh, you know, I think Iowa. If they were to go to the Big Twelve, they'd get. I mean, they're kind of getting boat raced now in the Big Ten. And if they were to switch conferences for a year and go to the Big 12, it would be an even bigger disaster. Like, and I guess, you know, that makes sense because they lost to Iowa State for the first time in seven years. Um, this year, was it six or seven? I don't, it doesn't really matter. Uh, there's no takeaways, man, other than, like, why is – was it was this a true quote I saw that Pat Fitzgerald said that this game should be played at 6 a.m.? Yes, he said that. I mean, he's right. That why this game should not be at two thirty. Uh yeah. I'm like really sad. Actually, not really sad that it's at two thirty because it's right when I'll be entering uh, when we were young festival in Las Vegas. So, oh my god, thrilled to. I've never even heard of that. What is that? I'm going to Google that while you. <laughs> it's the pop 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 punk slash emo festival. Uh, the second weekend of it. The first day, is this a real? It thing? got canceled because of high wind. It's the first year of it. Oh my god! And everyone's like, "Oh, it's going to be emo fire festival." And then guess what happens the first day? The city shuts it down. Emo fire fest. It's hilarious to see that play out, but it went on without a hitch. Otherwise, uh, on Sunday, so it's two weekends. Um, I've seen two different lineups. Yeah, yeah. So they had like kind of the same lineup Saturday, Sunday last weekend and a little different one this weekend okay i'm only seeing lineups for last weekend um who are you excited? like taking back sunday yeah they'll be there thrilled for that uh anyways oh but my god i'm glad that this game is during the time that i cannot watch it and i and i don't think i would have gotten up to watch it if it were at 6 a.m and played over in Ireland, especially oh like God. I was going to end up playing an Ireland game against Pat Fitzgerald, and they're going to lose. They're going to lose to him this. They're going to lose a Black I Friday think the, game, for sure. the The one takeaway I have though is the defense. Like, actually, they looked the part. Like, it wasn't like oh, they were just hanging on on by a thread, but like. Iowa's cornerbacks were sticking with them. And, like, I know they mm-hmm. gave up that long touchdown pass, but that took a perfect pass, a perfect route, and Cooper, a perfect catch. Like, Cooper DeGene was right there with that guy. And Kayvon Merriweather was flying all over the place. Jack Campbell was doing Jack Campbell things. Seth Benson continues to look like he's 
getting better and better this year. I think he might have had Logan Lee and Joe Evans. Line. Logan Lee and Joe Evans, two guy or not Logan Lee, I guess, but Joe Evans, like one guy who struggled the most maybe on the defensive line. Or not yeah. Logan Lee, sorry. Um yeah, no, it is. No, you're right, Joe Evans. No, is Logan Lee the center? Who am I thinking of? Lucas Van Ness, whatever. Van Ness had a really big sack. Think, yeah, um, I mean Evans had his he had his, his pick, sack yeah. fumble mm-hmm. return. I was just like everybody, like, the, everybody the, did their part um, on that side of the ball, and they still gave and, up. And that really points. is my takeaway. I know, like that, like Noah Shannon. He's like, I looked up and they had 290 yards and 42 points, and I couldn't figure it out. Neither could I, man. <laughs> Neither could I. Because, like, even, even the touchdown passes that they threw, like, every single one of them had to be really good passes and really good catches. Like, we talk about, like, Ohio State is the Death Star, and they certainly are, and Iowa needed to play perfectly even on defense. They played a, They played very, very good on defense, not close enough to perfect, but it's just... A different they sport. played perfect. They made the scores maybe forty eight or what's 52, 54 minus seven. I don't know. Forty. Pro- I would say it's forty four to ten because I'm I'm taking away I'm taking away the two interceptions. I Merriweather should have had that interception in the touchdown, and then Schulte could have had Schulte that had interception. a bad drop. He did, but yeah, probably wasn't expecting it. <laughs> No, no. It looked like he was trying to hit the guy and then realized, oh, it's time to catch the ball. Um, But that's what what bugs me more than anything. It's like, man, Iowa has so many dudes on defense. None of them were really exposed other than just playing Ohio State and their perfection. If there was an average offense... Not bad, like a not a historically bad offense, mm-hmm. and that's I think what's the funniest thing about all this is the set. I no one expected Iowa to win this game, but for it to reach a fever pitch, it's just wild. What happens if Phil Parker says fuck it and retires or leaves? I that would be. What sends Kirk Ferentz to retirement? I kind of think if, so too. If if Brian Ferentz got f- fired by his boss Gary Barda, or if Phil Parker just decided to hang up the whistle, I, I think. Oh well, it'd be like crap. Do you really think Gary Barda's gonna fire Brian? Come on. To me, that's still the funniest thing that can happen out of this. Is Barda's like, oh, you are my employee. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at all. Oh, my God. Because, I mean, that's... that's Like, I don't want to step on it too much, but, like, listening to Vint and Jacoby, like, they kind of, they broke down well the, the nepotism angle, and they're not even... They are not even hiding they're it. They're not even trying it. to hide it at all. It's like, Kirk's going to do... Kirk's going to make those decisions. Well, Okay. This is sad. It is sad. It is. Um, I, do you have any Halloween candy takes? I mean, they're all good. They've all gotten worse since I was a kid because, like, it's on record. Like, Butterfingers changed the recipe. Hershey's now 
there's like 5% chocolate in a Hershey's chocolate bar. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the rest of it is palm oil and sadness. Uh, Snickers is still probably the goat. Uh, or Reese's. I mean, I love Reese's. Um, I, you know, I always was a weird, like a whatchamacallit or a hundred grand, like I'd say. Oh, hundred grand. And that's the stuff. And Minnesota really, pop, I don't know. I think they're national, but there's something called a nut, uh, a Pearson salted nut roll. That's. Oh my God. What? I, it's just such a big Midwestern thing, I think. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, the factory is in. Minnesota, and then also a nut goodie, which is also could be Pearson's, I think, which has nougat, and like nougat's a fake. What what is nougat, right? Like it's not caramel, it's not. It's puff chocolate. Is that right? That's what I think it is. Let's see. I don't think it is because I fucking hate. I think Three Musketeers is the worst candy, and that's puff chocolate, right? What is it? Almost like a. Uh, like a C minus. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? What's the whipped dessert? Oh, not meringue. Not a meringue, but close. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know what you're thinking. Oh, nougat is whipped egg whites. That's disgusting. Oh, geez, Louise. So I guess it is like a meringue. Yeah. Not- How can it be so much worse than a meringue? Not goody. Doesn't. It's not nougat. It's better than that. Now, also is Pearson, so I was right. Are not goodies still made? Yes, they're still made, you stupid. Oh, it's like maple. It's like a maple filling. That's what it is. Uh, God, it's... Okay. Uh, I'm Now I need to go... Fuck. I need to figure out where I can buy these in Chicago. Or get them shipped. Um, I don't know. What are, Those do look tasty. Uh, so you've never had one? No, I haven't. Oh, wow. Well, the fancy bakeries in Minnesota too. They'd have like homemade nut goodies, and they were they were truly something else. Yeah, those are the ones I'm seeing. What what's okay. what is your house? Um, what what do you got? Oh, here's a rant. Oh no! I was just setting. I was just asking this question because I wanted house. to answer it. <laughs> no, I'm a good house. Um, well, maybe I guess we'll TBD. To me, the best candy to buy for ourselves is the Reese's combo Kit Kat. There's nothing more elite than that combination at the store. Kit Kats are fine. Yeah. I don't mind a Kit Kat. But my one my one thing that I do not like about this is because the pumpkin shape of the Reese's is, is just better. so much worse. Oh, worse? It's so much worse than the original peanut butter cup. The peanut butter cup Simply is the greatest version more. Of I Reese's think, peanut butter cup. Do you feel that way about all shapes? Christmas trees, Easter bunnies, Easter eggs? The very best version of Reese's peanut butter cups was the tiny little egg. Okay. I think For all Easter. I think any and all shapes are the superior. Like sometimes I won't eat a Reese's because I'm like, well, Easter is right around the corner and I'll wait till I buy <laughs> buy the eggs or the Easter bunny ones on clearance or same with like Halloween pumpkins. I don't know if they have other Halloween shapes Christmas. I think the Christmas tree ones are elite because they're like one, they're fresher. I've talked about this before. Where, oh, that that's the fair. Point. Um, when I used to write ads for Oreo. I asked somebody who worked for Oreo. Why do the East Oreos taste better? 
and it's because they're fresher. So, and there's just uh, there's more. Pe- I think it's a better. I think regular Reese's has a poor chocolate to peanut butter ratio. Too much chocolate, not enough peanut butter. Now, I simply could not disagree more. And with the that. shapes, it's the perfect ratio. Have more peanut butter. Ugh. Have you ever? I'm glad we found something that we actually disagree on. Cause like I'm heated right God, now. If I was still 300 pounds, I would have such a stronger opinion <laughs> about, <laughs> about this. <laughs> but I'm not. Uh, I do love I do love the the Reese's though. This is the best. The best. I do think like the thing that changes my opinion a little bit is having a child. And well, cause that candy's think- around all the time now, right? Yeah, yeah, I do think, like, he loves gummy bears. Gummy bears are delicious. The Albanese, no free ads, but delicious. Um, well, I think those are Chicago company. Albanese, yeah. that would make sense. Um, but the Kit Kat's great because it's easy to give him a little piece of that and have the rest to yourself. Mm-hmm. And the rant I had about the Kit Kats was no less than three times in this bag, Ben. I've gotten... All chocolate. There have been no cookies inside of it. Wait, what? So the, I take a bite. What? You've had empty cats? Yeah, empty cats. Never even heard but of they're that. Filled, they're filled with chocolate. They're filled with chocolate. It would be better if it were, like, somehow so hollow in the middle. Biting into, like, a, cho- a stick of chocolate. It's disgusting. Because you're you're expecting that, that cookie. That sucks. You want the cookie in there. It does. And Christine's like, why don't you look at the bottom of the Kit Kat? You know why I don't look at the bottom of the Kit Kat? Because I have built up 32 years of yeah. trust with Kit Kat that there's going to be cookie in there. That's why have I have you it. tweeted three at them times, yet? Bad Batch. I should. Yeah. I should. I mean, Next time I do, I will. Uh, I just get incensed and I throw them away. You bring up a good point uh, where it's like the best candy is like Twix. There's two of them. Kit Kat. There's four or five or however many. Hundred grands, there's two of them. Like Reese's, there's two of them. Like just the bar is antiquated. We need we're going for quantity and not quality. Even though it's the same amount. We, it's, it's the same it's the illusion. calories. It's all like two hundred and fifty calories. It's the illusion of quantity. It's like oh I can paste this thing instead of housing it in thirty seconds, like a Snickers bar. It's like I have to eat like nibble it. You know what I used to love, still love a little bit? Crunch bars. I had, yes. Crunch bars and bun- Bunch of Crunch. If I ever saw them, ooh. I think Bunch of Crunch was probably my favorite candy. Um, So good. I'm trying to think of other... Were you? I'm not a big gummy person. I can do the worms every now and then. When uh, Sour Patch Kids, watermelon. Well, I was literally about to say, I think Sour Patch Kids, watermelon became a thing my senior year of college when I was at the height of my <laughs> weight. And that's and throughout the first couple of years in Chicago, too, That though, those were a big problem on Hunover Sundays for Uncle Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So that was a fun little, uh, I don't know if that's a fun little riff. Um, what do you think, so uh, I guess my question is, what would a bad house look like? How do you think I would be a bad candy house? Do you think I'd be like super healthy candy? No, because I think the, I'm trying to think of like like nerds, candy like that. Like that shit's, oh, yeah. get those little tiny little boxes of nerds, those suck. Um, Hey, oh my god, if you like taffy, go for, like taffy's not a candy. Taffy is a chore. I love the banana laffy taffy. Oh my disgusting. god. But I love Oh, it. you're 
trash. I haven't had it in, in forever, though. Basically, like, all does one other than whatchamacallit, does Wonka make a good candy? I don't even know. I did get some nerds the other day. Oh, that stinks. I remember I did have a nerds rope phase, but I was like, no, I just really like fruit by the foot. And <laughs> it was just a little crunchy, I guess. <laughs> I mean, really, that's, that's what it is. It is that is what it is. Um, licorice, okay, licorice so, is the worst candy of them all. Black or I, black licorice or the I like the I like Twizzlers. Oh, uh, Twizzlers are the absolute worst. You get it. You get a warm thing of Twizzlers. Warm? Oh yeah. Let me heat up my candy. That's what I want. <laughs> no, when they're soft. That's what I meant. Okay. When they're soft Twizzlers. Um. <laughs> what else? What else? Do Do I have? I don't even think I have a take on this Northwestern team. I couldn't um, name one player. Like normally can. Evan Hull. Who? Evan Hull. Don't. They're lot they're running back. Don't don't know him. Who's their quarterback? Um, is it still is it still um It's not still Holinsky. I, I, I was gonna say Heineke, but it's not right. <laughs> no. Um This this is I will say this much about the Northwestern game. No game deserves to be watched less than this game. What network like, is it on? It's it gotta is, be on it is PT, for, right? It is for the diehardiest of fans. It's on ESPN too. Oh my god! Honestly, it kind of deserves ESPN. Too. Is that the, is that worse than Big Ten Network at this point? I think so. For a Big Ten team, I think it is. Let's because when your own network is like, no, thank you. Let me go down the entire two thirty slot and talk. Name all the games. Yes, let's Oklahoma do it. State, Kansas State. That's like probably the best game of the day. That's at two thirty. Probably Illinois, Nebraska. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Illinois every chance I get. Oregon, California at two thirty. Um, you can't sell me on that. Wake Forest, Louisville. Again, you can't really sell me on that. And that's it for Power Five games. Should we get to FCS? At two thirty. Ooh, FCS. <laughs> um, let's see. We got Temple Navy. That's not FCS. SMU Tulsa. Robert Morris App State. Ooh, Robert Morris is zero and seven. That's tough. New Mexico State and UMass combined three and eleven. <laughs> it's making me feel a little bit better. North Texas Kentucky. Oh my. Or Western Kentucky. Excuse me. Oh my gosh! Everything stinks. Here, the Big Ten pulled a fast one. This is incredible. They did a one thirty game between Rutgers and Minnesota to be like, that is the only game we want. We want Rutgers and Minnesota, and that is it this weekend. Good. That's what we deserve. Is. I guess Holinsky does lead them in yards, but I think he was injured yes, last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. he hasn't played since Wisconsin. Is it going to be under thirty-one point five, Ben? I think that's the the question people want to know. Yeah, lowest total of all time for sure. Wait, it's up to thirty-seven point five now. Oh, I don't. I have no. I don't care. I don't know. Ah. Oh well. Oh well. I think I'm gonna. And is Iowa somehow a double-digit favorite on this thing? Let's go to our friends at DraftKings. I wish they were really our friends. Yeah, they were really our friends. Wow. 
I wouldn't lose so much. But, oh my god. Alrighty, so here it is. This is just incredible podcasting. Alright. Yeah, Illinois-Nebraska is a superior game. Oh my god, Ben, they are 11-point favorites. Yeah. I mean... Um, that might be my only bet this week in Vegas. I might literally go in, lay down a four-unit bet. <sighs> Humble break. My units are that big. Uh-oh. Uh, I, I, my brain went to four-figure, and I was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> no, no. And, uh... Because Iowa is just so bad against Northwestern. I can't bet on Northwestern because I live in Illinois. So I might have you call in. I might call in a bet to you. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, Alrighty. Okay. Well, that's it, man. That was talking that gambling. That is it. Oh my god, I hate it here. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well. Yes. I want to think about like, what is the best case scenario, but there isn't one. Like even if Iowa wins out, let's say they find an offense. It's a they don't make a good bowl game. I I, I think Music City would be on the table at eight and four. Oh my god. They can still go to the they can still win the Big Ten West. Yeah. That's the yeah. worst part. That's actually I I'm gonna say that's the worst case scenario. Yes. Is winning yeah. the, winning the a Big worst Ten case, West. Yeah. A worst case scenario is that Iowa's offense looks. But yeah, let's game this out. A worst case scenario is that Iowa's offense looks no better than it has the last this whole season. It is what it is at this point. But they win five games, seventeen to twelve. Oh my god! Where are they getting seventeen from? Two pick sixes. <laughs> a pick six. And, <laughs> Five field uh, goals. 18 to 12. Yeah. 19 to 12. There it is. A, a pick six every every game plus four Drew Stevens field goals. Um, and Kirk feels totally justified in how he how he played it. And he's like, yeah, we were just playing tough defense the, the you know, first half of the season. Now we finally got some, some easy ones as if Purdue and Wisconsin and haven't had Iowa's number for the last Northwestern for the last half decade. If Purdue Minnesota's gonna be a good defense. Let me ask you this. If Purdue mm-hmm. God. The problem is like the sample size is so small, but if we lose to Purdue this year, is that four and five years or five and six years? Five and six. under I would say under any other wouldn't any other Iowa coach get fired? For losing five of six to Purdue, but there is no other Iowa coach who would even have the opportunity to do that other than Hayden Fry. Um, yeah, let's let's get into this because, like, I'm I'm with you. Like, that would be a fireable accumulation. But I feel like if Indiana lost five of six to Purdue, they'd fire their coach. It just means more. Um, I think the reason that they don't, or that it isn't like a point of conversation, is the fact that Iowa loses because of their defense every time to Purdue, mm. and not the offense. Um, 
Is that a high? Is that a wild take? I wouldn't like say if, last if year. It were, last year wasn't. The, I mean, defense didn't play great, but the offense didn't score any points. Right? What was the score of last year's game? Uh, nah, that's true. That's true. Oh, here it is. Before uh, Hayden Fry got there, um, Purdue won a beat Iowa every year from 1961 to uh, 1980. How many games did they play, though? They, they, uh, they didn't have a 20-game game winning streak against 20. Iowa? Yeah, they played every year. Well, there you go. I mean, Iowa went through, what, five coaches? So, yeah, you lose four to Purdue, uh, you're out. Jerry Burns, five. Ray Nagel. Four, Frank X Lauterbur. Yeah, Frank Lauterbur. Three. Then Bob Cummings. One, two. I'm starting to smell a block out of this. Five, and then Hayden Fry lost three or four actually before going on his own nine-game winning streak. What the? But hell? yeah, they've got the edge against Iowa, fifty to thirty-nine. That's two horrible. Ties. Fifty to thirty. They're never good. Yeah. That's insurmountable. Yeah, I mean, it would. I was doing what they could to get it back, and then Jeff Brom showed up. Mm-hmm. Everything stinks. Devastating. Stinks. Ugh, Ben. I like. You know what's gonna bug me the most <laughs> is I'm gonna figure out a way to freaking watch this game. On- oh, don't do that. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. But, like, I'm going to be too locked into what may be happening to it. That's my concern. Yeah, I guess. Oh, well. I don't uh, I don't want to make promises, but I prob- I am going to Halloween party on Saturday night, so I probably will be sitting around my house all day Saturday. Ugh. That's going to stink. What are you going to be for, for Halloween, Ben? Let me show you. I've got my temporary tattoos right here. I'm going to be... Oh, nice. Uh, I'm gonna be a bartender again. Oh yeah, it was such a good one last year. No, and that last year is a second. It was the last second put together. So this year, I'm gonna have a little bit more pizzazz to it. Incredible. I'm going to be Plankton from SpongeBob. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty, I think we yeah. somehow we we turned a. a a 29 minute podcast into 45 minutes. Got, I think we yeah, can, headphones can call it, it a little bit, but I think we got back on course. Alrighty, man. Have a good one. I'll, uh, we'll, we'll chat after this weekend. How much about Iowa football? Seriously. It'll be a Ke- Keegan Murray podcast. 100%.